0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Rays Radio Network. Slanks down the left field line. It's a fair ball. The Rays win it and they have just clinched the number one spot. They have won the American League wild card. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Swinging the a ball, sliced toward right, back Hernandez, onto the track, looking up, and it's gone! An opposite field homer! Yanni Diaz flexes his muscles, and the Rays win again in walk-off fashion. Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Here's your host, Chris Adams-Wall. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our latest program. My name is Chris Adams-Wall, and we are here once again at Charlotte Sports Park in Port Charlotte, Florida, on another gorgeous Sunday afternoon. The Rays are getting ready to take on the Detroit Tigers today and what will be the second spring training game of the season at the top of the hour. Let's get to the first of our pair of interviews today. This is new Rays shortstop, Jose Caballero, who made his Tampa Bay debut yesterday.
1: Jose, thanks so much for taking the time. Oh, well, Thank you. Thanks uh, to all you guys for the welcome here in, in, in Tampa. It's, it's great being here.
0: Yeah, how has your spring been so far? I know we're still pretty early on, but has it been kind of a whirlwind for you to join a new team and, and learn a
1: new system? It's been amazing. Uh, All the the people that I have met, uh, they're just amazing. The good group of guys. um, I'm trying to to meet all all, all the players, all the coaches, and it's been fun. It's been fun uh, getting to know all you guys and enjoying a a new team, enjoying uh, my time here, and just having fun at all, yeah.
0: But you are no stranger to Florida because you played junior college at Chipola College in Mariana, Florida. Describe what that was like. Is it is it fun to be back in the state of Florida? Uh,
1: I love the state of Florida. I uh, love the weather. It's more like like home because it's more tropical. Uh, and like you say, I've been here before and, and I, I like it. I like um, how Florida goes and... And I feel like I, I can be myself here. And you are originally from Panama City, Panama, which is the connecting
0: country between North America and South America, basically, and Central America there. What was it like growing up in Panama, and have you always been a baseball player, or
1: did you play other sports like maybe soccer growing up? Uh, I did play soccer a little bit, but mainly baseball, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Panama is a... Big baseball country, and we we just love uh, watching baseball, playing baseball. We we play baseball in any type of baseball. We play baseball with with uh, the uh, the cap of the uh, of the bottles, and we play with socks. We play with with anything we can make a ball. We play baseball with that. So you've always been a fan of the sport. Who was your favorite baseball
0: player growing up in Panama?
1: Um, I was a big Yankee fan, so Derek Giri was my 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 player to watch, and I love watching him um, every day that he showed up to to a game. And you know, I I, I used to love the, the Yankees.
0: And of course, Mariano Rivera was their closer, also from Panama. I'm sure you were a fan of his
1: too. Exactly. That's that's why I grew up as a Yankee fan, just because um, first of all, that's all all they show up in Panama. Just Yankee games and, you know, Mariano was there, so we we were rooting for our guy and and just watched uh, the Yankees all the time.
0: (laughs) Now, Panama is not necessarily the baseball hotbed that, say, the Dominican Republic is, but as you said, it's still a big baseball country. Do you feel like the sport has grown in terms of popularity
1: over the last, I don't know, five ten years? Oh yeah, for sure. And not only popularity, it's, it's being more uh, for players, getting more opportunity to, to be in the state side and uh, sign as a professionals and more chances to, to, to make it to the big league. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's getting way better than, than it was five ten years ago.
0: What's the one thing that Rays fans should know about Panama or, or Panama City that
1: they they might not necessarily know?
0: Doesn't Panama use the U.S. dollar like we use the same currency? Right?
1: Yep, we do use the U.S. dollar. I mean, it's so many things that, that, that Rays fans can know about my country. It's a beautiful country. Uh, you can go there, have fun, go to beaches, good beautiful beaches. You get both oceans, too, right? Oh, yeah, both ocean. <laughs> One of the state or province, we call it province, have end-to-end oceans. So uh-huh. they have coasts in the Pacific Ocean and in the Caribbean side as well. So you can travel the whole country in a day, but you're going to have fun for sure.
0: <laughs> and you can go and check out the Panama Canal, too, oh, yeah, while you're at it. Sure. You had a chance to represent your country, though, in the World Baseball Classic last year describe what that experience was like
1: i mean this representing your country representing your flag your family all those things and and, and joining uh such a big tournament and, and see other countries have their best player as well is it's amazing you know? it's, it, it was a great competition uh, and, and i had fun playing in in the World Baseball Classic. It's, it's a great experience. I, I tell all my, all my friends that if they, if they had a chance to play for any team, you, they should do it just because it's it's amazing. And it's a great feeling uh, representing your country.
0: And I'm sure you'll do it again in three years, right?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> if I had the chance, I would do it for sure. So you, from Panama, but then, as we mentioned,
0: you ended up here in the state of Florida at Chipola College. A junior college up there in mariana florida how did that opportunity come about you led them to the junior college world series which you won and you were also named team mvp so explain to us what that whole experience was like
1: amazing i got here to the state uh because of a hitting coach that he was a hitting coach for team panama under 18 and he he went to college with the head coach at Chipola, and that's how, how I ended up going there. But I came here with no English, so it was a, re- a little a little hard and a little harder than you, than you think. But uh-huh. I just get used to it and trying my best to to learn the language and and get used to to the culture here and all the people that that were around me and. and I just have fun playing baseball, like, like I always say. I, I just enjoy being on, on on the field, and it was fun to, to go to the World Series and, and win it all. It's just memory that I'll never forget, for sure. And the most valuable player. And you're speaking really good English, I do have to say.
0: I, I, I am impressed, so the fact that you just picked that up, what, a few years ago is, is really impressive. Your experience at Chipola College led to you being drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks in the seventh round of the 2017 draft. What was that day like for you?
1: Where were you? How excited were you? So excited. Uh, I wanted to be to become a professional so bad, uh, and I was anxious about it. And uh, years were going by me, and I was just waiting for, for opportunity, you know. And it finally came after... We won the awards here, so that was uh, a year like that. I can't, I can't forget for sure. It's, it's the year that, that I, I became professional. My, my dream came true. You know, um, that was the first step for for my career. You know, and I never forget those days because I was so happy, so excited to to join a professional team.
0: And then you end up being traded to the Seattle Mariners organization, and then last year you end up making your major league debut and you spent a good chunk of the season with the Seattle Mariners. What was last year
1: like for you? Another <laughs> great year. I mean, you just mentioned the best years that in my life because first uh, I, I became a professional and now you asking me about the year that I, I make it to the big leagues, you know, the the dream of every kid, you know, I grew up watching baseball on TV and uh, Last year, I, I may, made it to the big leagues, and I was on TV, so it's just amazing. It's a, it's a great feeling to know that, that I just make it to the big leagues. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just explains itself. I don't know. I have no word for that. It's just great to make my, my dream come true, you know. And how excited was your family when, when you made your major league debut? Just excited as I am right now. Just telling you how excited I was. Uh, I can't, can't imagine my, my mom, my dad, uh, my wife. Uh, how, how excited they were. I know. Um, whenever I call them, uh, you just can not you, you can feel it. Whenever they speaking to you, it's just just you just bringing back uh, all the, the good memories from last year for sure. And you had a really great season for the Seattle Mariners last year. Stole a bunch of bases, playing
0: some infield positions, obviously. And then we go to January, not all that long ago, and the Rays come calling, and you're traded straight up for Luke Rayleigh.
1: What was that day like for you? I didn't expect the the trade, um, but I was happy. I was really happy to, to join a new team, to get here. I mean, I wanted to know. How, how the spring training was in, in Florida side. Like I said, just join a, a new team, try to to help uh, the race uh, win a, a World Series because it's, it's the same wall uh, as they had in in, in the Martin because they haven't won it either. So I'm just here to compete and, and try my best to, to help every day the team to win a baseball game and hopefully win a, a World Series for sure. Well, one of the Rays' shortstops,
0: Taylor Walls, is a little banged up right now. He has a hip issue that he's dealing with, that he's recovering from. The Rays traded for you to play some shortstop, I think.
1: How comfortable are you at the shortstop position? I feel comfortable in, in any position. I just feel comfortable being inside, and being on the field. Uh, I love playing baseball. I love um, playing time. I, I love competing and um, I got, I, I, it's gonna be a, a great season. Um, I'm just excited to the season to start because I, I I just want my my chance to to show that I can play anywhere on the field. Like I said, I feel comfortable in any position. So if shortstop is open, um, hopefully they our Walls gets better and and come over and help us win games as well. But I just want to 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 get my chances and, and take advantage of any opportunity they give me and, and just have fun. But you feel like you can play any of those infield positions, yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i, I, I well prepared. I feel like I, I can compete in any of, of the positions that, that you mentioned before. And finally, what can Rays fans expect from you
0: as a player? We just talked about your versatility, your defense,
1: what about at the plate? What what can race fans expect from Jose Caballero, the hitter? I'm just gonna give my 100% every day. Yeah, that's uh, that's what they can expect from me. Trying my best at every at bat that I'm gonna have, and I'm gonna give everything to my team to whatever it takes to to win a game. I, I'm gonna do it. It don't matter what it is. If he's uh, wearing a hit by pitch, if he's bothering a pitcher, if he's uh, taking a walk, uh, anything, anything the, the the team need in, in the moment, a bond, move the guy up to third, whatever the team might might need at the moment, I, I'm willing to do anything to to help my team win for sure. And is it fair to say that you have some speed, right? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean. I try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we can't wait to watch you in action, Jose Caballero. Thanks so much for a few minutes on countdown to opening day, and we can't wait to watch you do your thing.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you, and go race.
0: And we thank Jose Caballero for taking the time to talk to us, and we welcome him hey, once we again to Tampa Bay. We are going to go to our first break, but don't change that channel because we're coming right back with Rays pitching coach Kyle Snyder on the other side right here
2: kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply
0: and welcome back to countdown to opening day chris adams wall joined now by Rays pitching coach kyle snyder kyle it's great to see you thanks so much for joining us
2: yeah my pleasure man happy to be here
0: so how was your off season we, we got to know what you did we talked a little bit earlier in camp about how you went up to boston you spent a little bit of time with in savali but did you take any trips did you do anything
2: to take your mind away from the game if that's even possible for you That's generally right after the season ends. Um, My family, Victoria, Luke, and I, um, uh, we like to go up to western North Carolina, you know, just to, you know, kind of decompress a little bit and kind of give me an opportunity to take stock in the season, but not in the throes of it all and all that. So uh, that's generally where we go. Uh, We didn't make any other trips. We did go to Animal Kingdom. (laughs) We took our seven-year-old there on uh, 27th of December, but right after the first of the year is when I start, you know, kind of prioritizing, like, where I'm going, who I'm going to see, you know, where they are, where they're going to be in their progression leading up to spring training, uh, but all that's just relationship-focused more than baseball-focused, so, um, but I did, I saw Boz, I saw um, Taj Bradley, I saw Aaron Savali, I saw Armstrong, um, I was supposed to see Littell, but Autumn was induced two days before he was coming to tread so that actually didn't happen and then fortunately I'm here with a lot of guys that are that are working out of the trop you know Zach Eflin, Peter Fairbanks, uh, Bert Smith was coming over which was great you know Poche Uh, so a lot of that just affords me you know some time spent with those guys and as you mentioned Saval you know going up to Boston spending some time with him as well. I have been in the Rays organization not even a full year
0: yet but I know For a fact that relationship building is paramount here, and it might even be more important than all the other organizations in Major League Baseball. In your words, why is that relationship building so important? I mean, going to see some of these guys in the off season, though, that's a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I, I
2: think the the care that you display matters. Um, The care that you take of them matters, and you know, I do feel like. You know, the human connectivity part of where we are in today's game with information driving a lot of things, you know, maybe more than it ever has. And um, technology and AI and all these other things that are, you know, um, surfacing in our world nowadays, you know, I I think it probably means more now than it ever has. You know, I mean, human beings are they're social creatures and, you know, um, I think it just makes you happier, you know, healthier, healthier. I think it's, you know, for me, I mean, I'm fairly intro, I'm, I'm an introvert, but like my social, you know, um, activity really just occurs around this game and around the players that I get a chance to spend time with. And, um, you know, but I do know that if you're able to build you know, trust and the depth of that trust, um, you know, enough that it can bear the weight to truth you know, when it, when it needs to, to be delivered, you know, it certainly matters. And that trust is I imagine a huge reason why
0: you're here for your eighth season with the race it's it's flown by I'm sure in a lot of ways and maybe in others it's it's been slow and methodical but does that surprise you at all I mean that's basically you're going on two
2: college tenures right yeah, yeah it, 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 it's gone fast I, I'll admit you know but I think a lot of that's because um, you know of how much fun it is to, to be here and to be able to work in this environment and 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 work for this organization, and the confidence that they've, you know, uh, you know, for me instilled in me to be able to do my job and and do it with some level of autonomy, and you know, I'm extremely appreciative of that. uh, And. You know, and just getting a chance to work with really talented pitchers every day. Because I'm fairly confident we probably evaluate them as well as anybody in the industry, um, and it's my job to kind of optimize, you know, their uniqueness and and, and make them uh, make them understand who they are. When you think back to your first
0: year with the Rays, to where you are now, and how this organization operates pitching-wise, I imagine there's been a ton of growth there, right? And, and adjustments and adapting and all kinds of stuff.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, the role itself has changed a lot just with the quality of the information that we're able to get nowadays. And, um, which is, again, it's hard for me to believe that it's that much has changed since, you know, my first year here, but, um, it just has. And, you know, I, I think, you know, given the, the progressive nature of our organization and, you know, always trying to stay on the lead edge of, you know, things that are, you know, coming through and and, and just the continuing education aspect of that. I mean, I, I go to m- multiple conferences. I go to facilities each year as well as making those trips to see the players, you know, because it's important that I'm, you know, I'm up to speed with things that are going on. and And it helps certainly the communication and approach with, you know, the players that are exposed to certain things and some players that aren't, right, you know. That kind of comes back to the importance of the relationship as well because it's going to fine tune the approach with the player the more you understand who they are you know and 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 how it is that you can message things so that it's as powerful as it can be you know um that that's another uh reason why the relationship is is critical how much do you
0: think the game of baseball has changed since you became the Rays pitching coach to me it gets more and more different with each passing year and then five years go by and you think man even back in 2017 we didn't really know what the opener was
2: yeah no hey that and I, I, I guess I could somewhat be partly to blame for that but I mean just the the game itself with the information even rule changes you know the disruption kind of the th- pandemic year and then the subsequent years after that you know kind of had on some things and um, and recognizing, listen, I mean, we all work in, in, in the business of entertainment, and we want to make you know whatever we're doing on the field for the two and a half hours we averaged last year, you know, a more watchable, you know, and you know, situation. And so, like, uh, you factor all these things in, and you know, there's, you know, you got to you got to pivot, you got to make this adjustment, you know, there's, you know, different types of, like I said, just the information. Is, it's always been a part of the game. There's never been more than there is right now. Right, and trying to figure out what information is important, how it is we're distilling that down to the player, you know, so that we're not, you know, um, we're not taking deep dives down unnecessary rabbit holes, right? You know, and that's, I think that's an important kind of part of where we are, and I think it's something that our organization does a good job of. So it's safe to say that you are a fan of the pitch clock, then. Yeah, I, I am, you know, and um, I, I, I don't know whether there was any contributing aspect to injuries obviously injuries you know the physical failures on the pitching side you know it's something I take certain you know personally I think all of my contemporaries do as well um aside from the potential impact that that might have it, it does make the game you know more watchable and and I think it's um I think that it's an important thing I mean viewership's an important thing right and know we want our fans to to come out and watch games that are fun to watch and not have to sit through 4 hour games you know so you know I certainly side on that and then it's up to me to figure out if there is implications you know due to the lack of um you know recovery time between pitches that we need to figure out you know some better ways to condition our players and you know it's just always some some level of problem solving so <laughs> let's
0: go back to the 2023 season obviously it did not end the way that we wanted it to however 99 wins, an unbelievable bullpen. Bob Stevenson came out of nowhere. You really helped him. Zach Littell was a relief pitcher, and then you turned him into a starter. I mean, as you reflect back on last season, you have to be impressed with what you did with some of these guys,
2: right? I, I don't know. I mean, it's I'm I'm just here to guide, them, right? You know, be, you know, I I'm, I'm certainly proud you know, to get a chance to do what I do, um, you know, but the credit is on the player. Like, I mean, and I'll, I'll share a few things, you know, sometimes there'll be things that I, I can help a player better understand. You know, they're one, the one going out there and doing it. And um, I enjoy watching them do the work. I mean, the fruits of the labor are me being able to sit in the dugout and watch them perform and have success. That's as simple as it gets. you know. However, I can help them provide for their families, and you know uh, they can enjoy the fruits of their labor and not have to work after they're done playing. Um, then then it certainly all uh, it all kind of meshed as well. So. <laughs> but
0: could you ever have imagined that
2: Zach Littell would be that good and that effective? it was pretty impressive, I, I, I will say, like, what he did, the transition he made, you know, where he had kind of been in his career, I mean, listen, he had a really good season in 2021, I believe, for, for the Giants and, and out of the bullpen, like, the talent was there, you know, and I think um, moving into the rotation, you know, and previously, I think not having started since 19, like, technically, I think he had some opening openers in there, maybe. Um, I, I think there's a lot of times even if you go back you know before that and, and I, th- I would i would say this probably still occurs too to some degree the timelines of prospects when they're in a system and, and decisions on the roles that they kind of are outfitted like sometimes they just they they run to the end of their runway and then they just you know they, they get labeled a reliever without really actually giving it more thought and more time and you know all these organizations are up against the time clock with how long they actually can control a player. Um, Sometimes these decisions are made prematurely. And, you know, I think, I think Zach Littell could be very well a case of that. Jeffrey Springs the year before that, right. You know, so we're not, we don't close doors, you know, I think we're as creative as any team out there in terms of how we get the best and most out of what we have. Uh, I could certainly say that's the case with Kevin and all that he's done since he's been here. But like, um, it just, yeah, it really impressive what Zach did. You know, just to build out the arsenal that he did. You know, kind of on the fly, and, and when we actually really needed somebody to step up. Uh, but again, that's just a credit to him, and uh, it was a lot of fun to, to watch unfold. And did you know that he had started before? Was that that was knowledge that you had previously?
0: So that probably helped guide you to
2: make that decision, right? Same with Jeffrey Springs the year before that, right? I mean, you're sitting here trying to figure out how we're going to piece games together, kind of where our depth lied at the time. Like, you know, it's um, certainly – yeah, I, I don't know that we would be as cavaliers to say this guy's always been a reliever and has four hundred appearances and they've all been as a reliever that say, Hey, we think this guy could start, you know. There's gotta be some things underneath that we that give us the confidence to to bring that to the player and, 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 and to have confidence that we're able to manage that player and then and, and build them out kind of on the fly. But I mean with both of those guys in their situation's pretty impressive to see what they've done on each of the last two years.
0: Zach Lattell is projected to be in the rays starting rotation obviously that's not set in stone it's, it's a fluid thing but we kind of know a few of the guys who are probably going to be in there like Zach Eflin who by the way is probably likely to be the only guy who was in the starting rotation last season who is in the starting rotation this season so Aaron Savali another candidate obviously Ryan Pepio now you know Yuki is another one And uh, Taj Bradley, obviously, how are you feeling about the starting rotation going forward? I mean, again, it seems like you have almost unlimited depth once again.
2: Yeah, and it's a unique group, right? I mean, um, you know, you, you touched on Yosawa coming over from Japan. Um, profiles somewhat similar to that of Zach Lattell, right? I mean, location deltas are you know really really good. Uh, commands the ball well, creates a lot of space with all his great profiles and his offerings. Uh, has had a ton of success, three-time All-Star in Japan, and and um, in, in effectively choosing us, you know, uh, in, in pretty flattering, I think, for everybody in this organization, uh, the fact. That I think it was you specifically. Well, I mean, it's it just our. Our program. I'd probably you know speak to that and just some of the things that we've been able to accomplish with pitchers. Um, It's a reputation that our department's very proud of. But um, but then you got you know young arms like Pepio and and Taj, you know, ready to take the next step. That are power profiles. Um, Then you got Aaron Savali, another guy who's a combination of. You know elite spin you know really impressive breaking ball profiles uh but really commands the ball exceptionally well and then you got zach eflin who arguably is the best command pitcher in all of baseball so it's it, there's a lot of unique looks um you know and um and a lot of opportunity you know to kind of see how all this kind of shakes out we got to be pretty mindful of you know some some workloads and then certainly shane boz is is going to be on the horizon before too long as well so um, pretty excited, you know, and, and they're all in, in, in real good spots right now, you know, 10 days into camp and with games starting tomorrow. And, um, you know, just uh, eager to see them get out there and start doing their things against uh, uh, other, other colored jerseys, I guess. <laughs> and then at some point you'll get Jeffrey Springs back, you get Drew Rasmussen back, yeah. but we'll
0: cross that bridge when we come to it. Going to the bullpen, though, made some nice additions as well. Garrett Clevenger is back. Phil Maton has joined from the Houston Astros. Can you just talk a little bit about how you see the bullpen working? It's been one of the best, if not the best, throughout all of Major League Baseball in recent seasons, but you have to be excited about the addition of
2: Phil Maton, right? No question about that. I mean, another very unique look. Um, You know, things that, you know, we like the push and pull, you know, and the uh, the different looks coming out of the pen. But, uh, you know, the last couple of years, just – I, mean, I think he's posted, you know, 65, 69 times, um, you know, but probably two of the better breaking balls that you'll see, you know, in, uh, in the big leagues, but a really nice addition. Um, I think he's going to complement that bullpen well beyond just, you know, with the pitcher that he is. Um, you know, he seems like a great guy. Uh, you know, I, and I've heard from multiple people that, uh, that I, I trust and have been around the game, you know, that he's going to come and fit right in. Uh, but I think we're as deep as we've been, to, to be honest with you, just coming into spring spring training with how we finished last year, even with the loss of, you know, Robert Stevenson um, to free agency and trading Andrew Kittredge. Um, you know, you got Armstrong, you got Cleffinger, you know, you got, um, you know, got Phil, uh, Kevin Kelly, you know first full year after the Rule 5 season that he put together last year, which was really impressive. Uh, but then you got the likes of, you know, Poche, certainly and Farabanks and uh, Jason Adam and um, and then Davinsky and, and, you know, Tyler Alexander and, you know, the Burt Smiths of the world that, you know, hey, listen, we got 1,500 innings to pitch every year. You know, they're not all going to be pitched by the 13 guys that you break camp with and uh, pretty excited to see how, you know, that all rounds itself out and guys get to uh, prepping themselves the start of the year.
1: i
0: know you have a ton of pitching schedules to organize and work through and continue to edit however you may do but is it kind of exciting for you to have all these quote-unquote shiny toys to play with it's a fun puzzle
2: to put together every day <laughs> that's,
0: yeah. that's the word, puzzle,
2: yeah, it really is and you know it's, uh, it's it's a lot of communication you know i mean uh obviously the relationship matters given the transparency you're looking for out of them in terms if there are pivot points throughout their rollouts you know and I can't listen to their body for them I wish I could um I will work off some modern information you know throughout the course of the season and and you know we're trying to figure out workload as it relates to some of the you know the physicality of you know of pitching and, and and probably better understanding you know what may lead to you know fatigue and injuries at times but um know, putting this together, you know, in spring training, you know, taking the temperature of the guys every day, making sure you're getting to them, making sure that, um, you're accessible to them and, and, and we're, you know, fine tuning arsenals, maybe adding a pitch or, you know, talking about an opposite end approach, but, you know, all that kind of comes together and I got tons of help, you know, Horry Moncada is just a tremendous resource, uh, for myself and the wonderful pitching coach and, um, you know, our department, handful of additions to our, our pitching department that have been very uh, instrumental in the first ten days of camp, you know, and uh we got Tony Watson in as a as a pitching coordinator and he's the all time hold leader. I think I embarrassed him in our first meeting when I introduced, <laughs> introduced him to the group, but I thought it was important for them to know uh from his baseball life experience background, you know, the contributions that he could bring. Well year eight for Kyle Snyder. We can't wait. We really appreciate you
0: joining us on Countdown to Opening Day. Let's get these games started, and thanks again for joining us. Yeah, looking forward
2: to it, Chris. Thanks.
0: That was Rays pitching coach Kyle Snyder and the wind, of course, from Mother Nature. It was pretty blustery on that day, but a great interview there with the Rays pitching coach. Rays and Tigers is just around the corner, though, with first pitch scheduled for 1.05 p.m. Eastern, the second game of spring training here at Charlotte Sports Park in Port Charlotte, Florida. We'll be back to wrap it up here on Countdown to Opening Day right after this on the Rays Baseball Network. And welcome back to Countdown to Opening Day. We are just a few minutes away from first pitch, Game 2 of spring training 2024 between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Detroit Tigers. Chris Adams-Wall with you, and I just want to thank Jose Caballero once again for his time and for taking the time to introduce himself to Tampa Bay fans today, as well as Rays pitching coach Kyle Snyder for his tremendous insight going into the 2024 season. That is going to do it for all of us here at Countdown to Opening Day. We will be back, however, next Saturday, or this coming Saturday, which I guess I could have just said Saturday, ahead of the Rays matchup against the Boston Red Sox. Countdown to Opening Day on Saturday will begin at 12.30 p.m. with a new pair of Rays guests, which I think is probably going to include a one Josh Lowe, who Rays fans will see on the field here today. It will be Josh's first start of spring training. A very special thank you to John Momola and Derek DeBose back at our network studios, as well as Mark Hayes, Becca Carney, and Max Tanzer for on-site assistance, plus additional help from Andy Freed, Neil Solons, those two guys will have the call for you here, and Chris Miller, I'm Chris Adams-Wall. That is going to do it for all of us here at Charlotte Sports Park. Enjoy the game, everybody. Thank you for listening to Countdown to Opening Day. As this ball is blasted to straightaway center, this ball is long gone. If you missed any of the show, download it at waysbaseball.com slash radio. Speaking of the Jungle Cruise, that one is into the jungle. Well into it for Randy Orozarena's 19th home run of the season. Opening Day will be here before you know it. Swing and a miss. He! knock him out the race win for tickets visit raysbaseball.com